Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I'm here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello everyone. Today it is Wednesday, June the 24th. And today I'm sitting in front of my mic for the first time without a real sense of direction of what I want to talk about on today's show. I'm just going to tell you straight off the bat, I'm alone on the mic. My notes are all over the place. I sit here humbled with a heavy heart, with a full heart with an abundance of compassion for the world. I sit here open and vulnerable as always and with the hope that everyone listening today can do so with an open mind. Sometimes I start each episode with a breath. I'd like to do that right now. I would like everyone with me just to take A deep breath in and let it out. Let's do that one more time. Take a deep breath in and out. Let's just create some space within us. I'd like that to be somewhat of a theme today because the world is expanding And I am expanding with it. Now, I feel as though I've still been marinating in everything that I've learned about myself. Because these last couple of months, let's face it, we are all learning a shitload of stuff about who we are. Okay, whether it's a positive or negative experience. It it's the the status of the world is stirring up so much within us. And it's important to acknowledge that acknowledging that we are in a state of learning, okay? And what we learn might not be great. (laughs) We might not be learning great things about who we are, what we do, and how what we've grown up believing, okay? I've also been marinating in what I've learned about other people, more, more specifically Black, Indigenous, people of color, What a time to live in this world. What a time to have this opportunity to learn about these things. There's also so much going on in the world with COVID-19. And I don't know, like I got suckered into some conspiracy theorist type of, I don't know if you want to call it propaganda. I, I don't know. It's all propaganda to someone, right? And the state of affairs in America and in Canada and all over the world, things are a real mess. The world as we know it is shifting. I believe this is a revolution. We are living in a revolution, whether we want to believe that or not. And this is an incredible time to be present and to be open 
and learn to expand as as a species, really, as, as a human being. Now, the reason my notes are all over the place is because I'm having a really hard time finding importance in sharing my opinion these days. But I still wish to connect with you. And I'm... I'm honestly also having a hard time finding the right thing to say. So I'm going to do my best to share what I've learned in a way that resonates because I've learned so much over the past month and somehow I'd like to share that with you today. Life is complicated. People are complicated. You are complicated. I am complicated. We have all grown up in a million different ways, from a million different backgrounds and cultures and family lives and family dynamics. And we have all learned to believe certain things about life. And those beliefs are what is complicating. That's what's complicated about who we are. When a person, for example, doesn't believe the same thing as you, they become complicated to you. Okay, and yes, along the way, as we grow up, sometimes those beliefs change. Sometimes they disappear and become completely new beliefs. Sometimes they have rooted even deeper. And sometimes we become so dense in what we know that we are closed off to any other way. This is very easy to see in other people when people are closed off. And it's very complicated to acknowledge that within ourselves when we are closed, when we live in, I'm going to call it a box. Okay? Being so dense in what we know and believing that there is only one truth is one of the biggest lies our culture has ingrained within us. It has ingrained us It has ingrained this within our ego. Trust me, ego loves this. Ego loves it. Your ego loves it. My ego loves it. Ego loves to be right, to be safe, to be the controller of thought, to be king or queen or the best or whatever, however you want to call it. And... Any sort of threat towards our ego, or should I say our sense of personal importance, can be life-shattering, the end-all be-all. It can change you. It can change the way you behave. We have seen this all over the world. We have seen that when a person's beliefs are threatened, they behave in monstrous ways. This is because... They identify so heavily with what they know. This is ego. And I'm not saying that the world has an ego problem. I'm saying that we all need to witness the ego within us. Okay, this is what just what I want to do. I want to bring some attention to how our beliefs and our behaviors... <sighs> come at, come to the surface, okay? I, I have witnessed this within me over the years. And I'm just going to give you a couple of examples of, of what I mean by how we identify. 
to our beliefs, okay? After the Olympic Games, for example, after I missed qualifying for the Games in 2006, after working so hard for eight years of my life, dedicated to the sport of freestyle skiing, day after day after day, I believed that I was a colossal failure, that I was broken, that I was lost, and that I had no sense of purpose. My box at the time was small. However, this was just me identifying with being a, I don't know, quote unquote, perceived failure. I, my identity was threatened. I didn't have the capacity at the time to see that I was never broken. I was never broken. I remained whole. I was a whole human. It was my sense of personal importance that felt threatened and my victim personality, which was the reaction personality that I've always pulled forth when I feel threatened, it controlled the narrative in my brain. I was never broken. I just believed I was. And then I changed that belief. Okay. Another example, when I was married to an abusive man, I behaved as though uh, I behaved in a way that I felt a wife should behave. (laughs) And I stayed in a very small box. I believed that drama in a relationship was a sign of love. I also believed in my marital vows, okay, because I said I do. I had to abandon myself for the sake of my husband. Does that does that make me right? Does that make my martyrdom justifiable? What do you guys think? Was it right for me to abandon who I was and suffer at the hands of another person because I believed in till death do us part? I don't know. What do you guys think? (laughs) I do know. I know the answer now. (laughs) But it took me a long time to change that belief and let go of that. Okay. Another example, when I became an obese person. Yes, I gained 85 pounds and 10 dress sizes in one year. I ate food that made me sick. I drank alcohol every day. I didn't move or exercise my body. And the reason I'm saying this is because at the time, I had lived many, many years of my life as a high-performance athlete. And while I was gaining weight and um, becoming a a pre-diabetic sick person, I still believed myself to be healthy, okay? I had lived so long as an athlete and which quote unquote was also healthy in my mind at the time. There's a lot, the the jury's still out, out on that one. Was I living a healthy lifestyle as an athlete? I don't know. But I believed that I was healthy for so long that I was blinded in this phase of self-destruction. I was blinded by what I knew about myself and how I identified with myself and it was just so ingrained that I was a healthy person that when I became incredibly unhealthy I couldn't see it okay that's the part of that story that I want to say today I couldn't see it because I believed I was healthy I'm telling you this 
some of which you might already know about me, because our lives are complicated. However, with all of the complications, we always have a choice. There is always a choice, whether we can see it or not. Okay, whether our beliefs cloud our judgment in the moment or not. We all have wake-up calls, and I believe right now is a global wake-up call. It's global. (laughs) We also all believe we are something, okay? What that something is can hold many different emotions in our bodies and feelings and opinions and thoughts and change who we are. What that something is makes us who we are in many ways. This is what the ego identifies with. So I'm going to read a list of things that we as human beings can identify to. And I want you to pay attention to the ones, I don't know, you agree with or that resonate um, with you as a listener. So stick with me here. This is just a random list. (laughs) Okay. Fat, ugly, old, different, gay, straight, lesbian, bisexual, queer, transgender, black, white, brown, indigenous, sexy, stupid, unworthy, rich, poor, stylish, athletic, popular, famous, creative, powerful, weak, skinny, dying, sick, healthy, unlovable, lovable, failure, winner, smart, male, female, child, adult, mother, father, sister, brother, unattractive, undesirable, funny, perfect, idiot, happy, miserable, anxious, depressed, and hanging on by a fucking thread. Now, did you identify with one or more of those things? (laughs) Did those labels, which are also beliefs about who and what we are, resonate with you? Maybe not all of them, but the point that I'm trying to make is that every human on this earth likely identified with one or more of those things. And I'm fairly confident that we've covered that entire list just with the listeners of this episode today, all of them. This is because we are all different. We all have our own belief boxes of who we are. And right now, I want to challenge you to look inside of yourself, look past all the labels and see if there's any room for expansion. Is it possible to think for one second that we can detach from those labels and your opinion on whether they're good or bad, positive or negative, or inferior, superior, and just be in a space of stillness without judgment. Can you, yes you, I'm talking to you, can you open the box that you live in and see that there's so much diversity out there, that there are so many different people, shapes, colors, styles, and cultures, and just be okay with that. Yes, I'm speaking to the majority of the white people listening. I believe that more white people listen to my show. Do I have statistics on that? I do not. I do not know who you are. I only know what country you are listening from. 
Okay. And the majority of the listeners are from Canada, from America and from Europe, which are predominantly white. Um, I have a predominantly white following on Instagram as well. So I'm talking to white people. I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking to everybody. Is it possible even for one minute of every day to just observe our resistance to change and maybe see what beliefs are within us that keep us small and safe in our little boxes? Can we do this? Can we create the space inside of us to develop the capacity for growth and expansion? Because that's the thing. We want to grow. We want to expand. But do we have the capacity to even do that? What does that even look like? Okay, we started to at the beginning of this podcast. We took a breath. Do you need to take another one? (sighs) I do. (laughs) It's important. Now, of course, whether you agree with this or not, because I'm sure I have lost a few people already, if, you, if you're still listening, I want to thank you for your openness and for your commitment to do better in this life and to continue to grow and to continue exp- to expand. Why? Because people are dying. A person will actually kill another person because of the color of their skin and feel justified because of their deep-seated beliefs. Okay, a person may even feel like they have the right to do this. Is that the kind of world you want to live in? Let me rephrase. Is that the type of space you want to take up inside of you, inside of your vessel? Now, of course, I'm saying all of this from my safe little white bubble of white privilege. Okay, I'm sitting in my office. I'm warm. I have food. I have money in my bank account. Having and acknowledging that I have privilege is very different from being a white supremacist or a racist. I just want to make that really, really, really fucking clear. I do not identify with being a racist, nor do I believe in white supremacy. However, I acknowledge that all of that exists. I have to. It is there. I get it. I see it. It is It is alarming. It is shocking. And... This is where I struggle with the language to appropriately express uh, express myself here. <laughs> um, today I when I when I when I sat down to do my notes yesterday for what I wanted to talk about, I actually wanted to make this whole episode about privilege and my beliefs about what white privilege really is. I've had loads of discussion with white friends, um, some of which agree or disagree with what I'm going to say, so I don't expect everyone here listening to agree with what I'm saying. (laughs) And I wanted to talk about it because of the resistance I felt when someone called me privileged for the first time. so interesting. I, I laughed there. I just did that little giggle because I looking back, I just like I just hold a, a completely different space now than I did then. I believe that the majority of white people had a similar reaction to the one I had or one from the same vein, at least when you're called privileged. It's interesting. Honestly, the first time someone called me privileged, I felt like saying, fuck you. You have no idea what I've been through. Who do you think you are for saying that? Or something like that. That's what I thought. You know, 
screw you. Isn't that interesting? And again, I look back on that thought, that reaction, that behavior, whatever you want to call it, with quite a bit of compassion now from that space that I was in then to that space that I am in now. And it's only been, you know, a few years, (laughs) several years and a few short months. Yes, I'm white. Yes, I have privilege. Yes, I have worked really hard. Yes, I have suffered. Yes, I've been abandoned. And I've also abandoned myself. Yes, I come from a broken family. Yes, I have been broke, almost homeless, and unable to buy food. Yes, I've also stood on top of a World Cup podium with a gold medal around my neck. Life has thrown shit my way. I have had incredible highs and mighty, mighty, mighty lows. But all of that has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. I didn't see that at first, but now it is crystal clear. And trust me, people were calling me privileged long before the Black Lives Matter movement. I've been called out on Instagram all the time for a lot of things. A lot of things. A lot of people have disagree with what I talk about and my ideas of self-love, my ideas on awareness, how I live my life, and how I choose to express myself. That is that is okay. Yes, however, I get defensive sometimes. I get triggered. Uh, this is because I'm afraid. Resistance is fear. When we are triggered, when we have that sense or need to defend That is fear. I've worked really hard in my life. I have struggled. I have turned my life around more than once. And I was afraid that people would think that things were handed to me. Okay. And that I have never faced adversity. That things were just handed to me. That's what I believed privilege meant. Okay. That I was handed all of the things that I've accomplished. And my box was small on that belief. And the lid was tight on that sucker. That was until very recently. And no, I don't necessarily want to make this whole show about white privilege. So I'm not, but I believe the majority of my listeners are white. And I just want you to hear me out because this platform has always been about being vulnerable and sharing my learnings. The world is a fucking mess right now. We are complicated beings. These are my learnings. About a month ago, I read a book called Untamed by Glennon Doyle. The book literally changed my life. I'm actually on my second read already. In the book, Glennon speaks on white privilege and what she said was so impactful that the moment she said it, it blew the fucking lid right off my box of white privileged beliefs and how I identified with myself. This is what she writes. Privilege is being born on third base. Ignorant privilege is thinking you're there because you hit a triple. Malicious privilege is complaining that those starving outside the ballpark aren't waiting patiently enough. So reading those words brought my attention to ding, 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 my ignorance. Having privilege doesn't mean that you haven't worked hard in your life or haven't earned your status, or whatever you feel like you've earned, whatever it is, okay? 
It means that you've had an advantage because of the way you look. It means I have not been oppressed. It means that when I say something, people believe me the first time. It means I have had so much more opportunity to get to home plate than people of color. Yes, I have taken that opportunity, and that's why my team keeps scoring runs, but when where my ignorance comes into play is that I had no idea that people of color didn't get the same opportunities. I didn't see it. They, I didn't realize that people of color were born on home plate and it takes more time, effort, skill, speed, smarts, grit to make it around all of those bases just to get one point in life. I didn't get that before. I get it now. And every single day that passes, I'm opening the boxes of my soul and my ego to make more room to learn and expand here on this. Because this is really just the beginning. I've been impacted deeply by the state of affairs of this world. And obviously more specifically, the Black Lives Movement. The Black Lives Matter Movement. I don't know why that's such a tongue twister to me today, but it is. And of course, the Equal Rights Movement. And I've been absorbing all sorts of information. And yes, it is overwhelming. Yes, it's fucking overwhelming. Yes, I'm tired. Yes, this is digging up some really deep shit. And yes, I'm going to keep going. Because that is what anti-racism looks like. No, I'm not going to punish myself for being white. Nor am I going to downplay my life. That is not helpful. What is helpful is evolving. What is helpful is paying attention to my story and where it comes from so I can keep digging up the blackness, the dark places in me and bring it to the light and change my beliefs. What is helpful is creating space inside of me to learn about, observe, empathize with, include, and love in ways I have not been shown or taught in my life. I believe in the power of human growth and expansion. I believe in equality. I believe in anti-racism. So today, I am challenging all of my listeners to observe themselves and acknowledge maybe some of those deep, dark secrets inside of you and be okay with that and let that shit go. It's okay. We need to acknowledge that, yes, there is hurt within us. We need to acknowledge that, yes, these are our beliefs. And ask ourselves, is this working for me? How is this working for me right now? You know, is this the way I want to live my life? I'm challenging you to not only observe yourself, but to observe your story. And if you haven't done so already, start to share this and be vulnerable and open. The biggest challenge, actually, I'm just throwing this out there right now, is 
if you haven't done so already, share a person of color, share something on your Instagram stories or on your social media that amplifies the voice of a person of color. Share an influencer, a store or brand owned by a person of color, a story, a petition, a quote, whatever you're drawn to and keep this movement alive. It's important not only for those who have been oppressed their entire lives, but for your own growth and expansion, okay? Whether you're white, black, or brown listening to this, it, it's, it's for everyone's growth and expansion. See what it feels like inside of you to take action in this revolution and amplify someone's voice who is a person of color. It is a very small gesture that will continue this global shift. Now, for the next few weeks, few months, I am also going to work on my own personal expansion and continue to uh, learn and observe and sit with and change and evolve. And this has become incredibly important to me. I did a call out on Instagram yesterday on my stories for people to share with me people of color who have influenced them. I would love to get more on my show and start telling stories from all corners of the world and from all races and experiences because we can all learn from those things. This is very important. So I'm doing the call out once again. If there is someone in your life who is a person of color that has impacted you in a positive way, please let me know. Shoot me a DM on Instagram at, at Alisa Curry Lowitz. Comment on my podcast notes. Go to alisaandfilter.com and leave a comment. Let's keep this thing going. Let's. This is our responsibility. Again, it is one small gesture that will contribute to this global shift. Okay, that's all for today. I want to thank everyone for joining me. This is a heavy subject for me, and I want to thank you all for holding space for me to share my thoughts and be vulnerable with you today. If you haven't done so yet, please head over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play and subscribe, rate, and leave a written review. Follow the show on Spotify and share on your social media. Thank you all so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time. Bye.